This is 105.9 The Region with your stories. The good news in our neighborhoods, our cities, our country, and beyond. This is Good to Hear. Hi, this is Craig Robertson on Good to Hear. Ukraine's been top of mind for all of us these days, including Airbnb. You might have heard and read the story this week that uh, thousands of Canadians are booking Airbnbs in Ukraine to give back to the war effort. And joining us on Good to Hear is Matt McNamara. Matt is the Senior Communications Manager with Airbnb. Thanks a lot for joining us, Matt. Thanks so much for having me on. Talk about this generosity that Canadians across the country have been offering by booking these uh, Airbnb rentals in Ukraine to, to give back. It's just amazing. Yeah, you know, I think there's been this groundswell of interest um, from Canadians to want to help and want to support. And and certainly that's one way that they've been doing it. And, you know, we're very grateful that um, we have a platform um, that has been able to uh, get some funds over to Ukraine at the time they most need it. And what kind of stories are you hearing from from your clients who who are, who are doing these bookings? Uh, it, it's it's an interesting thing that Airbnb does, where you can communicate with those who do offer their homes, uh, and and those stories must be must be really rewarding to hear. Yeah, firstly, so this was a community driven thing. This is a member of our Airbnb community who just posted this on social media, and it took off from there. Um, so you know, I think with that being said, it the stories that we're seeing are exactly what. Uh, but everyone else has seen online, which is, it's such a great way to help. And uh, I think uh, it's very cool to see those interactions. And, you know, typically when you donate to a cause, you don't get a back and forth with the people you're donating to directly. Uh, and now what we're seeing is interactions between Canadians and uh, and people in Ukraine saying, is this, are you, are you really, uh, are you donating to me really? And, uh, and, and that sense of gratitude and help is very much appreciated. Amazing. And Airbnb.org has seen nearly 1.2 million visitors to the website since this story has broken. Uh, and the fact that you are going to be housing up to 100,000 Ukrainian refugees is absolutely amazing. And, and this will be happening across Canada and in Europe as well, Matt? A hundred percent. So what, what we're doing here is we're, we've committed to uh, up to 100,000 refugees, uh, primarily uh, being housed in Europe. Uh, and we launched that initiative last Monday. And since we launched it via Airbnb.org, uh, we've seen more than 30,000 people raise their hands and uh, open up their houses to, uh, to host some Ukrainians, including more than 1,000 Canadians who have signed up. Um, keep in mind, we're working with resettlement agencies and NGOs and governments uh, in order to facilitate this. Um, and uh, so right now we're, we're focused mainly in, uh, in Europe, but still 1,000 Canadians have said, we're willing and able to uh, house Ukrainians. So that's a remarkable thing and certainly speaks to the level of interest Canadians have with uh, helping right now. must be very rewarding for you working with Airbnb, working with a company that um, is making a difference, a a huge difference on on a global story that we're all aware of. We're all trying to make a a difference in in our own way. Talk about the rewards that it's it's been for, for Airbnb. Well, you know, I think first it's really important to know that uh, whether it's um, booking the night stays in Ukraine or via this uh, housing 100,000 Ukrainians, that we've waived all service fees on Airbnb. Um, so, uh, so for from our perspective, it's it's about doing the right thing and uh, and stepping up as a corporation and an organization via our foundation to uh, to to do whatever we can to support Ukraine. And, you know, Airbnb.org has been around for a number of years now, and um, um, they, they've been 
working with resettling uh, refugees in other crises as well, like Afghanistan and Syria uh, and Venezuela. And uh, uh, Ukraine is now obviously a big focus. And we were in the very unique position by virtue of being Airbnb and providing housing for people on their vacations and living abroad um, to provide housing for those in need, desperately in need. Yeah. Uh, and so stepping up is in our nature here. And, and we, of course, had the platform to do so. And this is exciting. The NBA is now involved. The NBA's Utah Jazz are partnering with with Airbnb. So this is going beyond the Canadian borders. This is becoming a, a North American, a global story. Yeah, you know, the Utah Jazz stepped forward and this is their foundation and they wanted to help and their their commitment um, to offer free short-term housing for up to, uh, to I believe it was 32,000 of the 100,000 uh, refugees that we're looking to help commit uh, housing to. Um, so it's a, and along with, you know, Utah Jazz, we're working with the resettlement agencies and, and government. It's, it's been all hands on deck from corporations and organizations and, and grassroots initiatives. And I think, you know, this has obviously captured the world's attention and with good reason. Uh, and the more people and organizations and businesses and, uh, and individuals that can step up to help, the better. As a Canadian, Matt, what does it say to you to see the generosity of Canadians renting the Airbnbs, opening their doors for, for refugees? What does it say to you as a, as a Canadian? Yeah, it's, it's in our nature, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it's, it's who we are as people. We want to help. And, uh, and that's certainly the case. I remember, you know, when this booking, um, booking story kind of hit the airwaves, uh, I was getting tons of texts from family and friends saying, how can I help? And, um, and, you know, that's been resonating throughout the week and on many fronts, how can I help? It's the thing we're hearing over and over and over again. Um, and, uh, we'll continue to help cause that's who, that's what we do. Well, we want to get as many people directed to your website as possible, whether you're interested in, in donating or, or opening your doors. Uh, where's the website that we can go to stay connected? Yeah, so go to airbnb.org or just to our regular website. If that's already in your, your browser history, uh, it'll direct you there as well. And airbnb.org is our, is our organization that is providing the 100,000 refugees uh, housing. Uh, and, uh, and you can donate yeah, on that website right there. Or you can list your house, uh, make it your, make yourself available to uh, house refugees who are in a time of need. And if you have that extra space, uh, we would more than welcome uh, Canadians to jump on board. I was on the website just before this interview started, and it, it's it is very very easy to navigate. It's uh, it's top of mind. Ukraine is is right there as top of mind for all of us these days for sure. Absolutely, it is, and 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 as it should be, and it'll continue to be in the days and weeks to come. And hopefully this will get resolved sooner than later. But in the meantime, let's uh, do our part. Matt, thanks a lot for joining us. And uh, it's just a great thing that you are doing. And uh, we hope that the word gets out that we can get some more donations and more people opening up their doors. Matt McNamara is our guest, the Senior Communications Manager with Airbnb. Thanks very much, Matt. Yeah, it's really cool. It's, uh, you guys are doing some good stuff. That's awesome. Uh, Matt, thanks very much. We do appreciate that. I'm Craig Robertson, and this is Good to Hear on 105.9 The Region. Good to hear. This is the good news. Hello, I'm Glenn Perkins. The pictures that we see every day coming out of Ukraine are heartbreaking. Women and children fleeing the war-torn country with little more than what's on their backs. The men staying behind to fight. Businesses are doing what they can to help the people of Ukraine, including CAA Group of Companies. Tony Sai is Vice President of Corporate Communications and Services for CAA, and he joins us now. Tony, welcome to the program. Oh, thank you for having me, Glenn. 
Why is CAA getting behind this cause? Well, I think, you know, like many Canadians, we've been watching this humanitarian crisis unfold in Ukraine, and, you know, our hearts are broken for those people there. Uh, we also have a lot of our own associates, especially in Manitoba with Ukrainian roots and ties to the community. So for us, it's really important to show our support uh, and to provide uh, financial support for this humanitarian crisis. For those colleagues, this must be a very difficult time. Mm-hmm. Yes, no, absolutely. And just, you know, I think the key is that, you know, a lot of uh, individuals are feeling that there's not much we can do watching this happen halfway across the world. But certainly, you know, we have seen lots of organizations step up and uh, there have been funds set up to assist with the humanitarian crisis. So for us at CAA, we have decided to donate $100,000 to the Canadian Red Cross, a Ukrainian humanitarian crisis appeal. And uh, we are also really urging, and our CEO actually was the one who was, who was very adamant about this and, and very passionate about the help, uh, our CEO Jay Wu, about helping Ukrainians and really trying to call on other able organizations to also uh, step up and help with this crisis as well. Now, you mentioned the Red Cross. Now the federal government says it will match donations to the Red Cross of up to $30 million. Mm-hmm. And it's such, you know, when you're hearing that, you know, uh, immediately it, I think it further cements that there are still things that we can do here in Canada to aid the people of Ukraine while, they, while they're uh, facing this crisis, uh, this invasion. So for us, you know, as an organization, and which is why uh, our CEO, Jay, has been really adamant about calling on others to do so, is that the government is matching. If we can dig in and dig deep and help, let's do so, and to call on others to step up and help as much as we possibly can. This is a humanitarian crisis, but in some ways it's fitting that the CAA group of companies is assisting in this because obviously one sector of the business is travel. <laughs> yes, and certain. Yes, and certainly, you know, uh, one might say, you know, like we do a lot of work within the province and the territories uh, because many of us associate, many people associate us with roadside. But we do have other businesses, and yes, travel planning and travel business is part of what we do. But really, for us, uh, our values around demonstrating care and helping others. And when we see something like this happening, uh, even across the world, where where others are looking for help. Uh, we felt it was really important to step up and do so. Tony, what is the one message that you would like to leave with us today? I think as uh, our CEO, again, coined it, he, he, what he wants is that we as Canadians need to do our part. And really, if we're able to, uh, calling upon other organizations to do so is to help as much as we possibly can and to assist the Ukrainian people with whatever they need through this crisis at this point. You know, a, a donation, especially matched by the government, is such a great way to do so. But, you know, as we start to accept those fleeing the countries, what else can organizations do to help settle and provide opportunities for those who have come over? Tony Sai, Vice President of Corporate Communications and Services for CAA, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Take care. This is Good to Hear on 105.9 The Region. Good to Hear will be right back on 105.9 The Region. Listen live at 1059theregion.com or 105.9 FM. This is 1059 The Region with your stories, 
the good news in our neighborhoods, our cities, our country, and beyond. This is Good to Hear. You know, you know, you meet a lot of people over the course of your life, but you really don't know everything. There's the old saying, you don't know what you don't know. And someone I've had the privilege of knowing for a long time is Chris Neal, the chief snacking officer at Neal's Brothers Food, uh, located right in the heart of York region with their big office in Richmond Hill. And you've seen Neal Brothers Food all over at the region. But Chris Neal has a story that will touch you. And he joined us on Good to Hear this weekend. Chris, how are you, my friend? I am great, buddy. So great to touch base again. Uh, likewise, um, you and your wife, Wendy, uh, proud parents to twin daughters, Sarah and Zoe, uh, but the, it's a, it's a different twist. I know we, we see it in the movies all the time and on, um, you know, Grey's Anatomy. I can't believe I'm having given birth already. You know, yeah, the, the babies are coming soon. Before we get into what you and Wendy are doing and your ordeal, how did it come about that Wendy gave birth to the twins prematurely? I mean, was it sudden? Was it expected? How did this all take place, Chris? Well, it, it was expected, Jim. So twins very rarely go to um, go to full term. Uh, obviously, you know you're carrying around Wendy at the time. The, 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 the twins were born at six pounds plus each, so oh. there's twelve pounds of baby there. So, um, but with with the birth of twins, you're automatically in Ontario. Um, at least you're started as a level two birth, so they know there's going to be some possibilities for um, you know challenges, et cetera, in the delivery. And um, so Newmarket, at the time it was, um, uh, it was called York Central, now it's South Lake, uh, was where we chose to, to deliver the girls. And um, sure enough, we found ourselves up there a little earlier than we thought. And uh, to your point, it, it, was, it was challenging. The, well, let's walk us the first 36, 48 hours for you and Wendy. Uh, like, what's happening to you, your wife, and your newborn twin girls? Yeah, we, it was uh, it was interesting. Um, Wendy's water broke about eleven o'clock at night, so we hadn't you know we hadn't slept all day. We we immediately got up to, to South Lake as every new parent does, and and started in the process um, because Wendy was carrying twins and we were a higher risk. We were monitored throughout the night, and it was incredible. But it doesn't lend itself to any sleeping. Um, oh. But noon the next day, she delivered Sarah, and 33 minutes later, uh, she delivered Zoe. And, and we knew right away, Jim. You know, you remember from TV shows and stuff. And there's a little test when the baby comes out, and you know, we thought we'd have a chance to hold her, and b- before the second process starts up again, and and very quickly she was whisked away. And you know, Wendy became a little alarmed, and and the nurses. Um, you know, I said, look, Wendy, you know, just we got to concentrate on getting getting our second child out, and and so immediately the focus kind of shifts. But you know, in the back of your mind, you know, something, something you think something maybe has has gone a little sideways. And um, Sarah, our, our firstborn, um, wasn't reacting, you know, to all the, the the little tests that are done right away. And within 24 hours of monitoring, um, I was probably woken up the second night about 3 o'clock in the morning by Wendy. You probably hadn't slept yet. And said, uh, the nurses have asked me to come and get you. We need you. Oh. <laughs> uh, sorry. Brings up some emotion. Um, and I uh, was taken to the room where on our tour we were told, don't worry about this little room. This is where... Uh, this is this is where um, children go who who need to be transported out of South Lake because it's beyond their care. Hmm. And and there was my daughter surrounded by 
by nurses who would massage her because every once in a while um, she'd go through almost like a sleep apnea and she'd stop breathing and then they would massage her to restart it again. Uh, so they diagnosed uh, the situation there at the time and um, very shortly after I was following my daughter down to Sick Kids Hospital um, where she spent a week in um, under you know pretty high risk and, and, and serious care. So all turned out great, Jim. Uh, everything was fine, um, but but it meant that we had a, a you know, poor Wendy has twins born. She's with one up in up in South Lake who had some jaundice and some other minor issues, but still was in the ICU or neonatal intensive care unit. But and I was downtown at Sick Kids um, with with the other child. So it you know, after four and a half years of of infertility, and you think everything's done, the challenges didn't end. And when you're tired and you're managing the business and and um, you know you've got all these expectations and hopes around how this is going to happen, it didn't quite go the way we thought it was going to go. It never does. And that's why you and Wendy have started a new campaign called Homeward, an effort to raise $2 million for South Lake Regional Healthcare Center for specialized equipment for premature babies. And in the NICU, the neonatal ICU unit, those nurses and doctors do incredible work, but it also takes specialized equipment working with tiny babies that, that size, Chris. That's right, Jim. Those, I mean, the, the people operating in that unit, you just I can't even imagine. I, I don't know how they do it. Um, and and the the feeling of you're surrounded by absolute unconditional you know we we're just talking about about puppies the unconditional care and love that the people in that unit provide for these people going through these harrowing experiences is incredible. Um, but you, you raised a couple of points and and the first point that the community needs to know if you don't know already is that you know the, the province builds a hospital the bricks and mortar of a hospital. But from beds to chairs to cotton swabs to the highly specialized equipment, all that needs to be, the money for all that needs to be raised by the community. The, the hospital doesn't give you a fully stocked hospital and say, there you go, town of Newmarket, York Region, have at it. That's up to the community. And when we were asked to tour uh, the neonatal intensive care unit 22 years after we'd, just, uh, after we'd been there, the thing that struck us was, some of the same equipment, um, you, you just recognize the furniture and the beds and the, um, um, some of the other equipment that, that we were exposed to is still there. And I can tell you it wasn't brand new when we used it. And we were told that a lot of this is beyond its service life. There, you, know, you're, you start paying for, as you do with a lot of equipment, you start paying more for repairs than the, the equipment's really worth. But you know, the repair costs you $5,000 and the brand new thing costs you $25,000. So for cash flow purposes, you continue to do it. Well, this, this equipment needs um, needs replacement. And as our community starts to look to, and as the hospital starts to look to, accepting babies at higher and higher and higher risk. So I, I believe a little while, a number of people, a few years ago, they were accepting babies and could look after babies at 32 weeks of age. Wow. I think they're now handling babies at 30 weeks of age. And, and those two weeks are an incredible change in a baby, right? So that's, that's a huge advancement. And one-fifth, like one-fifth of all babies born at Southlake spend some degree of time in the neonatal unit. So, you know, look around you, and, and our kids are, you know, we each have, we each have daughters, Jim, mm -hmm. and there's a very good chance our daughters could end up in that place, and there's a good chance one of them might end up in a, in a high-risk birth. Um, and so as a community, you know, we, we need to step up. 
and and ensure that our friends, our family, our employees, our our uh, you know, other hockey team parents that that we're looking after the next generation and we're doing it in a really responsible way and we're reducing the number of people who need to go elsewhere for care and we're keeping the babies close to home and keeping the parents close to the hospital. I couldn't agree more. Uh, there's, there's my pitch, brother. There's no, pitch. <laughs> uh, you can go to the website, southlake.ca and search out Homeward. And so you can get information, make a donation, help raise this $2 million. And, and you know, as a, as a citizen, as a parent, you think, Wait a second. We spent all this money in healthcare. How is it possible that the equipment that helped save your daughters 22 years ago is still being used every day? And that goes to your point that there's not a magic wand that we as a community need to step up and raise this money to get this equipment. Yes. Yeah, it's vital. It's it's vital. And and when you really see it and touch it, you see the chips, you see the, the wear and tear, and then you see what should be in place in terms of the new equipment. And, and Jim, you know, some of this is tailored not only to, to you know, the babies who are birthed at the unit, but the care of the moms when they're going through this. Yeah. And, you know, that's what really touches me is, you know, it's one thing for my grandchild to be born there, but it's another thing for my daughter to have the absolute best care when they're going through this process. Um, and, uh, and, and that really hit home and, and the, um, sure. Dr. Charmaine Van Shake is, who is the physician lead of that program is a neighbor and has given 150% over the last couple of years, especially through COVID. And, uh, when she asked us, it was, uh, it was a really easy decision to say, yes, we will get in front of this, but you know, it, it's not our campaign. It, it's a campaign for the community. It's a campaign for Southlake. It's a campaign for the neonatal intensive care unit at the hospital. And, uh, and we hope, you know, we hope we can, uh, we can encourage friends and community members and, and employers in the area to, uh, to step up and join us. Well said a Sarah and Zoe, 22 years of age. They're going to Queens university. Are, are they, are they going to be going into the family business? What's their future, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think they're going into the family business. Peter and I decided a long time ago that we would keep our kids out of the food business. It's a pretty nasty place to play, Jimmy. But um, you know, I, I hope you know I hope they can stay in the area. And uh, and if they do, um, you know, we continue to use Southlake. Uh, one of my daughters, uh, Zoe, is, is a type one diabetic, and so we continue to use the hospital. Uh, uh, regularly as a resource, and um, I, you know, we 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 thank our lucky stars that we've got something so close to us um, that's so advanced, and um, and it's it's filled with just a, an incredible group of people who are who are looking after our community in so many fantastic ways. His resume and to you, Jim, and to oh. friends who've reached out from the media. No, I, I really, you know, Wendy and I really want to thank you and. Oh. And for uh, for for giving us some airtime on this, and uh, it's it's hugely appreciated, brother. Oh, I mean, Chris. I mean, hey, my my wife and I were parents, and and you know, I remember how you know the first few hours after each of our kids were born, you don't meet, you just it's so as a guy, it's so out of your hands, you don't know what's going on. So anything like this as a community where we can help in any way is the least we can do southlake.ca slash homeward for the homeward campaign to raise two million dollars your business card and resume says chief snacking officer at neil brothers Foods, chris neil but actually should read good person doing great work in the community chris uh, thank you for joining us and good to hear and you and wendy uh, you're good people thanks a ton jim i really enjoyed the conversation and glad to hear everything's great at your home too thank you 
Send us your good news stories at info at 1059theregion.com. This is good to hear.